a dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have fun. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Heretics Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you with me. I'm asking you to brush your hair. That's what God commanded. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 48. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast came out of uh, the old introduction video that I used to have, which was about two and a half minutes uh, montage of videos and photos of false teachers set to a really cool song, No Compromise, by result, used by permission. Thank you, result. Uh, that just, uh, somebody had come to me and said, it was, so again, it's two and a half minutes. It was really long. People thought it was a really long introduction, but I liked it because it was a great song and a lot of, a lot of time to put false teachers in there. So someone came to me, one of the ladies I went to church with, and she said, I don't know who all these people are. The ones that I do know, some of them I thought were okay teachers, would you be able to break it down and show and you know just show how each of these people is a false teacher and who they are? So her initial question was about Stephen Furtick. So I started with him and then systematically went through that introduction video. When I finished it, I actually created a new intro video that is much shorter, set to a beat that I made on my phone. So I hope you like that. And it gives me the, uh, the way that I made it, it gives me the versatility to take in and change out pictures and, and videos of different false teachers. So it was really cool way that I, I got this set up. But, and so continuing on with the false teachers and a lot of those suggestions come from you guys. I've gotten just in the last few days, I've had people who have suggested Rodney Howard Brown, um, a guy named Marcus Rogers that I'm still looking into, but these, this is how names end up on the list is you guys let me know and I will research them and look into them. Some that, that are suggested to me, I will research and go, not really a false teacher. I may not agree with everything they have, maybe surrounded by scandal and stuff like that, but not truly a false teacher. Solid theological uh, ideas of, of who God is and, and how we're saved and so on. So all that being said, that is the little bit of background for the new subscribers that we have. I've got had a lot of subscribers over the last couple of weeks. Um, if you haven't subscribed and you're new, hit that subscribe button, hit the share button, hit the like button. And that is how Mr. Algorithm uh, gets more and more people to come to see this podcast and adds to the subscribers and it just keeps going and going and going. That's how, that's how it works. So if you would do me that favor and hit those, uh, if you want to send me uh, suggestions for false teachers, you can leave them in the comments. You can hit me up over on Twitter at the master's dog, Norm Dunham at Facebook and so on all those places, Gab, uh, as well. So all that has been said, and now we can get on to our false teacher of the week. This week is Greg Boyd. 
So I like to, as usual, I like to give a little bit of information that they give about themselves from their own website before I go into uh, some other stuff. And Greg Boyd is a guy that I've, I've followed for quite some time, have interacted with him on social media personally. Um, so for people who are like, well, have you gone to him and talked to him? Actually, yes, I have. Through Twitter, we have interacted with each other and he's since blocked me on Twitter. So uh, from Renew.org on the About Greg Boyd page, this is uh, Greg Boyd is an internationally recognized theologian, preacher, teacher, apologist, and author. He has been featured on the front page of the New York Times, the Charlie Rose Show, CNN, National Public Radio, the BBC, and numerous other televisions and television and radio venues. Greg received his Ph.D. from Princeton Theological Seminary, summa cum laude, in 1988. His MDiv from Yale Divinity School, cum laude, cum laude uh, 1982, and his B.A. in philosophy from the University of Minnesota, 1979. He was a professor of theology for 16 years at Bethel University, St. Paul, Minnesota, where he received the Teaching Excellence Award and Campus Leadership Award. Greg is the co-founder of Woodland Hills Church in St. Paul, Minnesota, where he serves as senior pastor, speaking to thousands each week. Thousands each week. So again, this the, there's just a a feel of arrogance in here. Honestly, I mean, just my initial reaction to reading this. Um, yeah, I mean, most people write their own bios, and they don't. Other people don't write them for them. So it just feels like there's a lot of propping up going on here just my own again my own personal opinion greg has authored or co-authored 22 books and numerous academic articles including his best-selling and award-winning letters from a skeptic and his excuse me his recent books crucifixion of the warrior god and cross vision his apologetic writings and public debates on the historical jesus and the problem of evil have helped many skeptics embrace faith and his writings and seminars on spiritual transformation have had a revolutionary freeing impact on thousands of believers. So uh, this is, again, that's what they, he says about himself, essentially. Let's take a look at um, uh, his Wikipedia page. Is um, I'm on the wrong one. There we go. Greg Boyd, born June 2nd, 1957, is an American theologian, pastor, and author, the senior pastor of Woodland Hills Church in St. Paul, Minnesota, and president of Renew.org. He is one of the leading spokesmen in the growing neo-Anabaptism movement, which is based on the tradition of Anabaptism and advocates Christian pacifism and a nonviolent understanding of God. Boyd, Boyd has also been has also long been known as a leading advocate of open theism. In addition, he is known for his writings on the relationship between Christianity and politics, including his best-selling book, Myth of a Christian Nation, which was written after the New York Times published a front-page cover article on Boyd's criticism of the Christian right in 2010. Uh, in 2010, Boyd was listed as one of the 20 most influential living Christian scholars. In addition to the New York Times, Boyd has made appearances on CNN, NPR, the BBC, and the Charlie Rose Show. So, again, a lot of information there, but we are going to come back and we're just going to look at one thing, and that is open theism. And this is the key issue that makes Greg Boyd a heretic. This is what, because I mean, you look, you look, here's a picture that was taken that says my family. So, um, I don't know 
everybody that's in there. It's Greg Boyd's family. Um, obviously, probably some adopt. Well, they're obviously some adopted kids. He looks like a great guy. Um, the interaction that I had briefly with him before he blocked me on Twitter, he was not a bad guy. I mean, just a false teacher, a a heretic teaching a heretical uh, teaching about God's knowledge and God's sovereignty. So. Here's a, here's a blurb of what open theism is. Open theism, also known as openness theology and free will theism, is a theological movement that has developed within Christianity as a rejection of the synthesis of Greek philosophy and Christian theology. Open theism is typically advanced as a biblically motivated and philosophically consistent theology of human and divine freedom, in the libertarian sense, with an emphasis on what this means for the content of God's foreknowledge and exercise of God's power. So what that says, and the easiest way that I can describe it and how I can, why I describe it like this is this is how I actually taught it once upon a time. Yes, I was a heretical false teacher once upon a time when I pastored, when I was a youth pastor uh, back in the early 2000s um, at the Vineyard Church in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, I've really tried to track down most of the people um, and let them know that the things that I taught about God's foreknowledge was was absolutely false and heretical. Um, but the way that I taught it, and, and I thank God for guys like Ray Comfort, Todd Friel, um, other pastors that I've had over the years, Kellen Chriswell, Darren Caldwell, Brian Sovey, um, and then just, you know, the, the guys that everybody has seen, James White, Jeff Durbin, all these men have, have ministered and, and helped to, to pull me out of where I was in the false teaching, mainly uh, Ray Comfort and going through his school of biblical evangelism is what really solidified my knowledge of, of God's sovereignty and foreknowledge um, and reformed theology uh, was started forming there. But so here's the way that I kind of describe open theism as most people understand it, as I understood it and taught it is I just ordered a pizza a little bit ago. Papa John's has thousands and thousands and thousands of possible combinations of pizzas that I could have ordered. And so open theism would say that God knows all of those potential decisions that I could have made, all those potential choices. I mean, I only ordered two pizzas, but all these choices could have been made. Um, and God knew all of them until the moment at which I placed the order and then all the other possibilities were no longer there. So God forgot them and then knew precisely the decision that I was had made or was going to make. So what this does is it takes away from God's sovereignty. It takes away from God's foreknowledge. Because in reality, I mean, I used to go, it just make God, it makes God more impressive because he knew every possible outcome and every possible outcome from that and that and that and that, you know, take a look at, um, you know, Avengers Endgame and the, the, the description of timelines and so on. <clears throat> the multiverse, which is not real either. It's all theology and nothing to, it's all just science fiction. So is open theism. It's science fiction. Uh, it's, it's taking what people aren't comfortable with in the fact that God knows every day. He knows me better than I know myself. So it doesn't mean that I'm not free to make choices. It's just that God knew every choice, every time that I was going to make a choice and every outcome of every choice I was going to make from the beginning, before the beginning of my life, Bible says, till eternity. 
God knows everything. He is, he is omniscient. He knows everything. And it's not that he has to figure it out or his foreknowledge is based on my decisions. He knew. That doesn't mean that I didn't have the freedom to make the choice that I made. God just knew I was going to do it. And again, we get into the whole issue of free will and elect and, and so on. Most Christians that you'll talk to, most solid theo theological Christians will tell you that man does have a, a, a level of free will. We're free to sin in every way, shape, or form we want to, and we make those choices. Where we are not, where our free will is, is non-existent, is in God's uh, election of us to, to be saved. None of us can be saved of our own ability and power. It is God drawing us to Christ, giving us the gift of repentance, giving us the gift of faith, giving us the grace of Christ and Christ and so on, and drawing us into that place, regenerating us, transforming us by the renewing of our minds, all the things that God does, none of it is what we do. So do I have the free will to pick up my soda and drink it in the middle of a podcast? Which is just really unprofessional. Absolutely. Did God know that I was going to do that? Absolutely. Did his knowledge that I was going to do that change my ability to choose to or not to do that? No. Because I, I could have at the moment not done it and God would have known that too. But he knows us so well. He knows everything so well. He is God. He knows every decision you are going to make. And that doesn't take away from your freedom to make that decision, it just means that he knew and that doesn't mean that doesn't change your ability to choose it. Only thing we are not free to do and that is to come to Christ of our own free will. We have to be drawn. We have to be pulled by him, by his spirit, regenerated, given the gift of repentance, given the gift of faith and all that stuff. And so that is where is if you get into the the discussion of free will and election comes into but other choices that we make we're free to make those choices god just knows that we're going to do it and god and so it's not open theism it's not that god's foreknowledge is based on what we actually do god's foreknowledge is based on god's foreknowledge and simply that in and of itself and so that is what makes uh greg boyd a false teacher because he open theism twists and uh, perverts the, the, the nature of who God is. And uh, so it, it changes the person and nature of God, which is an essential thing in order for us to have sound doctrine. So that is what I would tell you is makes Greg Boyd our false teacher of the week for episode number 48. I hope this was helpful. Again, if you have any more suggestions of false teachers we can do, send those to me uh, in the comments, Twitter, anywhere else you can. Share, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words because they are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.